traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, here we go in three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. I'm Jeremy Jackson, host of the Sports Medicine Broadcast. We are live at this Memorial Hermann Sports Medicine update here in Katy, Texas. I've got my friend Sean Reedy, longtime guest, fan, follower, the podcast, but also probably the athletic trainer that I know that drives the most. All right, so Sean is involved in rodeo. He's an athletic trainer that's worked uh, college football, he's worked with the NFL, but just driving to all these rodeos, uh, hauling a trailer all the way to I don't know, Las Vegas, he's driven to Las Vegas multiple times. Um, <clears throat> and this summer, I actually have a four-week road trip planned for my family. Now, it's a little different pulling a trailer versus pulling se- seven people. So I got five kids, got a, a 11, 9, 7, 3, and 2-year-old that will be driving. And so there will be almost no time for me to work out, exercise, and there's not a whole lot of room for taking a foam roller. And I was like, you know what? If I am going to stay healthy driving the summer, I'm sure there's other athletic trainers that need it, need it too. So, Sean, let's start a little bit about your your stats. So, wow, so what's the longest road trip you've taken? Sorry, I muted the wrong mic. Start no, again. you're good. I would say probably um, well over 1,000 miles, obviously. I mean, depending upon between rodeo, if you're talking about between stops, between uh, of just the drive of a day, my days currently – um, while I'm traveling with sports medicine there in San Antonio, just doing outreach stuff, I, my days can look up to 350 to 400 miles. That's just in my outreach world. Um, in the rodeo world, I just drove from San Antonio to Gladewater, 300 and some miles. Uh, let's see, up there and then back. We've done, I've done trips. I used to do the travel that would do like our big long summer run where you would go from San Antonio or I guess we were technically actually down here at that point in time. We would go from Fort Smith, Arkansas, down to Gladewater, over to Greeley, uh, Colorado, up to from Greeley, we would go to Oakley, Utah, then Sheridan, Wyoming, Sheridan, Wyoming, back to um, Spanish Fork, Utah, then from Spanish Fork to Dodge City, Kansas. So, um, And then sometimes I would drop a trailer, get on a a flight after driving five or 600 miles, get on a flight, fly into a different city, pick up a trailer in somewhere in California and drive it all the way from, or Sacramento, drive it all the way to Hermiston, Oregon. So the problem with the DOT driving or the, the driving such as in a sports medicine trailer is I'm restricted by Department of Transportation. I have my CDL. So with that, I'm limited. I'm limited in my time. I'm limited in, obviously, your speed, the, the distance that you can travel, because I have to be traveling at the correct speed. Because if I've gone too far in my distance and I get stopped, they're going to be able to look at my books and my logs of when I started my drive, and they're going to say, 
you've been driving too fast. So there's a lot of dynamics there that goes into that, but it's, I would say some of your longer ones are probably the eight to 1200 mile. I, I don't honestly even know what it is from San Antonio to Las Vegas, but I do know it is very depressing when you like punch in your distance and it's like 1200 some miles and you finally hit a thousand and you're like, yes, only a thousand to go. <laughs> All right. So obviously driving 350 miles in a day, you know, that that's a lot. And that's kind of in making your stops and your, in your rounds there in and around the San Antonio area. Um, that's pretty much a full day. Um, it took us about seven hours to get from Houston to Lakey, which is roughly a five hour drive the other day because we had to stop, you know, for lunch. We had to stop for the potty and there was crazy traffic on, on I-10. Um, and so that leaves, like I said, not much time to stay healthy because people one tend to get fast food because they're like, oh, well, I got to stop and get something. And then getting moving and exercising. Um, I know years ago you told me you used to drive with a, a almost like a um, clavicle brace, something that kind of pulls your shoulder back. And so what are some of the things that you do to stay healthy? Because, I mean, obviously, if you're – if you if you end up watching the video, if I have it, then you see Sean's got some massive guns and he's always posting stuff on social media where he's working out, or at least he's posting pictures of weights that he may or may not move. But um, so, what are some of the things that you do to stay healthy when you're driving 350 miles a day or a thousand miles on a road trip? For me, it it's different. I mean, it's obviously going to be different for for you. When I was doing a lot of Justin driving, I was I was out for the summer, so I'm gone. I'm I'm living out of that truck and it's just me, um, for me personally. So postural stuff, when you stand up, when you sit up and you, you realize, man, I'm sitting in this truck for hours and because I'm sitting in this truck for hours, I'm going to get that slouch shoulder, that, that, that bad position. So one of the first things that I started looking into was, um, it's, it's technically called a bow tie. Um, so the bow tie, it's a Donnie Thompson that, thing it's it's basically just a postural correction device nothing i have any connection with but it's the best one that i found it's the one that i really like the best it's high quality it pulls you back it gives you that little bit of 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 pull sizing on it or there on them are a little different because they go by poundage like what is your weight versus like what's your shoulder size? So that's the one thing. It's it's built for power lifters. That's who first started. Don, Donnie Thompson was a power lifter. And because like I'm a different size, I'm a different build than some of those guys. My size was a little different and off of based off of what they had on per pound. I mean, because you could be a short, squatty, two hundred pounds, or you can be a tall, really lean, two hundred pounds, right? So that's the one thing that I didn't like about that as just kind of a recommendation there for for anybody that if they look at it, but that was the first thing for me, postural stuff, because I have a, a C5 or a C6, C7 disc. For me, I was starting to get that forward head. I've got that, some of those things like that old rodeo injury, right? And because of that, I started like, oh, I'm getting all this forward shoulder. I'm getting this scapular stuff going. So I went and found that thing. Um, phenomenal for, for postural stuff for me. That really helped me out a lot. The other thing, um, when you start talking about traveling, like that's something that, or I guess when you start talking about postural stuff, you can't do that all the time. You can't have that thing on it. It, even when it's sized to fit you and it gives you that little bit of a reminder that, Ooh, I need to sit up nice and tall. 
starts giving you, I mean, it starts getting up into the axle and it starts really hitting that nerve a little bit. And you'll start to get those cold hands, those not that numbness in your hands after about 30 minutes to an hour. So it's something that you're going to, it's going to give you that reminder. Things that I, that would help me when you're just driving a ton, I would have that, that I would utilize. I would also have the, I would also try to keep some bands with me. When I get out, maybe do some band pull-aparts, some external rotation, something like that. Something that would get, get some activation, get some activation in my thoracic spine, cervical spine, stuff like that. I've seen some guys sitting there driving down the road, Rick Foster, he'll come down and drive, driving along the road and he'll be using his bands and he'll have it tied to, a, tied to the door frame on the other side or on this side just to get the shoulders moving. You know, he, he had some bad shoulder stuff going on and that was something that he wanted to utilize. Um, for me personally, I would always have a lot of the scapular stuff, long thoracic nerve coming from C6, C7, uh, disc, right? So you get a lot of the long periscapular stuff. I would take a tube sock, throw a tube sock in a, with, or throw a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball. I like the tennis ball personally, just due to the fact that tennis ball is a little softer, doesn't beat, beat you up too much throw it behind my back and I could sit there and I could be driving. I could be sitting up nice and tall. I could be driving and I can throw that behind there and I can kind of work on those spots. But what it also does is it also gets me upright. So it puts me against that seat as I'm leaned up against that seat and I'm in that, that upright position. It reminds me here. Um, something that I noticed a lot as I was driving too, is I would start, I would, I just, I hate that. Like I'm feeling like I'm rounded in my stomach. Um, I feel like my back is tight. I feel like my back is sore. Um, when I would do a big drive, I know this is probably weird. Most people would be like, this guy's crazy. But before I would do a big drive, I would do a heavy workout. So, and I really like to do a pulling workout, um, cleans, high volume cleans or, or a high, uh, weight deadlift day. Um, reason I wanted that is I wanted the soreness in my back because that soreness reminded me to move in my seat. Um, and I know that's kind of strange, but it helped it for me mentally gave me that reminder of, Oh, I need to, I need to move around a little bit. I'm a little sore. Um, instead of just, I would notice that as I would just keep going and keep driving, I would just be slouched there and not even think about stomach control. Um, so for that then too, I, I, I started doing that training day right before a, 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 a big drive day. Um, the other thing that I would start to see there is, okay, mile markers. So as I'm sitting here and I'm thinking mile markers, as I feel like my back's getting sore and I feel like I need to move, I would see a mile marker and I would go, okay, for this mile, I'm going to really get a good abdominal contraction. And I'm really going to try to pull that rib down. I'm going to try to feel like I'm firing my core. Like if, if you're going to sit here and you're going to punch me in the stomach, that's the feeling I want is I want that I'm protecting my core. Um, I would do that for a mile marker. And then what I would do is I would squeeze my butt. So I'm sitting there in that upright position for that next mile marker. I'm squeezing my butt, like crack the peanut, like, uh, like coach Yox or coach Clark would always say something like that. Just give that good, that 
butt contraction. Like, you know, you're squeezing as hard as you can do, just like you're getting ready to go and sit down into a squat or, or do some sort of exercise like that. Um, I'm not saying I would do that every other mile, but I would do a mile of one, a mile of another, and it might be an hour before I do it again. But that would always give me that reminder of man, postural stuff, keep me up nice and uh, up nice and tall. And the change of vehicles now has, has really added to that. Now I drive a lot more in a car at the point, at that point in time I was driving in a big freight liner. Um, then we changed to a one ton pickup. One ton pickups are a little more comfortable than a freight liner where it's all air ride seats and boom, 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 like this. You're like this all the time. You're up and down and up and down. And now it's changed to around the San Antonio area. I drive around in a car a lot. Um, so that position that a car sits you in is a lot different than a truck. You're a lot more upright. So now I even have to do a lot more of that, that fire in the core really squeeze. And I notice that as I'm driving to Catula or La Prior, Texas to go do clinics or go check on athletic trainers or something like that. I'm, I'm firing a lot. I'm probably firing honestly more now than I was then because I'm kind of squatted down in a, what I would consider a small car versus what I've driven my entire life. So, yeah. So I think after the first time we had that conversation, I actually switched from, I used to be a, a left hand on the steering wheel. I kind of lean a little bit to the, mm-hmm. to the right, you know, almost like if you were driving a standard and you keeping your hand on the right. So now I keep both hands on the steering wheel at 10 and two, not because I'm trying to follow some rules, but that's actually the most comfortable because it keeps my spine from being crooked. It keeps me upright a little bit more and, you know, keeps one arm from being, um, I guess you said the numb and tingling, that kind of thing. So it, for me, that's one of the big changes that I made, but I can, I can see how, you know, tightening the core for, okay, well, this is a mile marker, this kind of thing. And again, it does change with kids. If I'm always turning around, Hey, you need to be mm-hmm. quiet. Hey, you know, let me reach around and give you this book and that kind of thing. Um, but these are still really good things. And then the lacrosse ball on the sock, because I'm, you know, once you get a couple hours in or whatever, you're like, Oh, that back is sore. So if I do throw that, tennis ball on a sock and I, then I could just drop it back and give myself that little bit of myofascial release while I'm driving. That'll help because I do always have that back tightness because you're just sitting there like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, one time I rented a, a Camaro, it was a super sport Camaro. That thing would get it right. I drove from here to Fort Worth, which is four hours. And I realized that I'm not built for a Camaro <laughs> because I literally had to hunch over to see out of the windshield. Otherwise about half of my vision was blocked from mm-hmm. the, the windshield because I was too tall and that's just crazy but after that you know you, you just start to think of okay I gotta make sure I sit up tall but <clears throat> so you talked about lacrosse ball talked about squeezing you know muscles different mile markers um, changing the position you can get a tool like the bow tie um, and I mentioned eating healthy right because sometimes we stop at Bucky's and then you end up spending $50 for food at Bucky's and that kind of thing. But it's a lot easier to pack a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just takes that preparation. What are some of the things that you do in the car to stay awake, to eat healthy, to stay hydrated? So, so in the car, I let, let's talk about nutrition. So, and this is something that I talk about with my radio athletes. I talk about with lots of athletes, but nutrition is huge. Nutrition is, is, I feel if I don't train, I feel like garbage. And especially when you start changing what you're doing. 
um, you're, you're sitting for hours and you're used to being up and moving around and even just being active throughout the day, right? Just working in your normal athletic training room and then all of a sudden going and sitting for seven hours, that's a huge difference. Even if you're not being able to be up and be active and go out at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning and, and, and do your training, you're still being active. So that completely changes everything. And it just makes, for me, it makes me feel like I just feel terrible. So I tend to, depending upon where I'm going and what I'm doing, do a few different things. Bucky's is great places. I know of everywhere I go, I know of a great place that I can swing in and grab something that I feel is healthy. For me personally, I have some, like, I don't do well with uh, gr- certain types of grains, certain types of carbohydrate, things like that. The things that most people are like, these are my satisfying foods. But that's good for me, and that's that's what I found about my body is I don't do great with that type of stuff. I get upset stomach. I get things like that. And in a car, that's the last thing you want to want to have, right? So I stay with pretty simple things. I stay with I going to Bucky's and I stop, and I get the sausage or the meat and cheese plate something simple like that, that I can extend throughout the day. Usually I have some nuts with me. I have some sort of, I have some sort of meat and cheese. I have some sort of nuts. Um, I will sometimes grab the little salads to go salads or stuff like that, that I can like, that can be the, like, I actually sit down and eat something versus the, I can stop and I'm, or I'm just kind of throwing things in my mouth as I'm, as I'm driving down the road. Um, I don't tend to drink a lot of anything, honestly, outside of tea, water, and coffee anyway. Um, I do I do have sports, like the uh, energy drinks from now, here and there. I would say most people that know me know that I'm a caffeine-aholic. Um, is that what make, keeps me asleep or keeps me awake? No. Um, I've had the genetics testing stuff that, like, caffeine does not truly affect me. That's why I can drink a pot of coffee. My wife hates me. She's like, I can sit down and drink a pot of coffee and go fall right asleep. But her, if she has a half a glass of tea after noon, she's up for hours and just like, and doesn't, and gets terrible sleep. But um, that's probably something I drink a lot of is I, or I do a lot of is I drink a lot, um, either being water, coffee, tea, one of those things. That keeps me I, uh, probably a combination of the three, especially a combination of two, whether it be coffee and water or tea and water. Um, but that also makes me have to stop and go to the bathroom a lot. And But by stopping and going to the bathroom a lot, it gets me moving. So I move pretty quickly. Now, I will tell you, my stop is a lot different than your stop with mm-hmm. seven kids. My stop may be a side of the road type situation or it may be a swing in i know the places where i can swing in real fast and be out in less than 45 seconds that's a big difference in in what i'm doing versus having to unload seven kids or five kids and seven of you guys total moving everybody in and out we stopped the other day when we were on our way back from gladewater and this family had four kids and like just everybody's all over the place and you could tell dad was the dad was just like just 
go to the bathroom <laughs> and Katie and I are sitting there and we're talking about it. And, it. and that was the funny part about it. It's like, it changes the dynamic there. But for me as driving, like I can, that that's probably one of the things that keep me awake too. I've never really thought of it that way. But when you brought this up, I started thinking like, how do I try to keep myself awake? Probably drinking a lot because then that makes me have to go to the bathroom. That makes me have to, you know, you get, five hours into a seven hour drive to Jackson, Mississippi, and it's two o'clock in the morning. It's, it's, it starts getting hard to sometimes stay awake. I don't have the, like, I'm just tired of sitting here because I have other things that I do that I'm sure we'll talk about. But that's one of the things for me there that, um, I do nutrition wise, I would say. Um, the big thing is, is for nutrition going back kind of into it is I try to do things that are quick things that are easy when I would be on the road for rodeo. Um, and even when, even when her and I go camping and go stuff like that, I always have a cooler with me. That cooler's got some water bottles in it. Um, it might even have an energy drink or two. Um, it's got some little snacks that, you know, we brought from home. We do a lot of, we butcher a lot of deer. We do things like that and, and make sausage and, um, and have stuff. And so I bring a lot of that stuff myself, so then I don't have to stop and buy things a lot. But the good thing, too, is is that I will point out that a lot of truck stops have started having healthier options. And you have to look for them a little bit. Like, they'll have the, the meat and the cheese option that's just a wrapped meat and cheese option. They'll have boiled eggs. Um, they'll have jerky. Jerky's expensive when you go to a gas station. Another thing that, you know, we have, we butcher cows, so I'll take a roast and I'll just make a whole bunch of jerky out of a roast and it'll be really good. Um, and it's, and it's mine. I built it or I made it anyway. So that's an, an option that I do, especially when we travel a lot as, as, um, when we travel a lot as, as like a couple, I, I try to bring a lot more for, for her there too, because Usually when we're traveling, it's less of, it's less of business sometimes and more of, of like, I would say like vacation and stuff like that. All right. So obviously the cooler for me is huge because with five kids, you know, we, you know, we have a goldfish, we have snacks, we have all this other stuff. And so we got tons and tons of options, granola bars. Um, by bringing the, the water, those kind of things. Cause literally when we came back from San Antonio over spring break, we spent 50 bucks cause we stopped at Bucky's cause it was kind of a emergency situation. And it's like, Oh my goodness. They threw away half that food. I just spent $50 on and, oh, so, so beef jerky is a really good thing. It, it makes the car stink though. And then mm-hmm. when you got three boys, it makes them stink too <laughs> later. But, um, it's always a good option. And my favorite, my personal favorite is chocolate covered almonds. So I love chocolate covered almonds because it's a little bit of sweetness, but it also has the, the benefit of the protein and it's got the saltiness. So um, if you pick one snack for your road trip, one snack for your road trips, what's that going to be? One snack? Um, Beer. What? Beer is not a snack. <laughs> uh, no. Um, remember, CDL. <laughs> um, no, I would... I would say I can't pick one, but it's that meat and cheese. It's that like meat and cheese plate. We'll say that's a, so, that's one, and snack. that that's one that that is technically one snack because they come together. On- so so the I know at Bucky's they have the cup that has yep. the meat and cheese, but but a lot of places will have like the Slim Jim with a 
yep. you know, string cheese. Yeah. And they're basically packaged together. That, that's kind of the, that's the lower that's end the, version. That's the lower end version. Absolutely. Yeah. I go for the Bucky's like plate or the, the cup. I don't tend to go for, go for the, yeah, the vacuum sealed, the yeah. big one. Yeah. That's, those are, those are just, I don't know. That, that's definitely mine. I'm a salty, like I want, I want meat. I want protein type person. I don't, I don't need the sweet. I don't need the sugar. I don't need any of that. I, I stay away from it anyway. All right. Bubba just joined us. Bubba, we were talking about driving healthy, driving healthy with Sean since he does so much driving. Does that mean you got to obey the speed limit is driving healthy or? Is, uh, well, well, whatever. I mean, I guess <laughs> that's thing. We, we did talk about that as a, as a CDL driver when you're, when you write down when you left you're now on on the clock and right. if you've gone too many miles you'll be is is it miles or is it time well, how do they do it it's time but if you if they say, say say that you've gone too many miles in your amount of time they can tell that you've been speeding yeah okay i get it if I you go if you go 90 miles or 60 minutes then mm-hmm. they're like hey you've been doing something funny here buddy no just it's off but anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> somebody wrote it down wrong all right bubba so diabetes causes things to be different. If you have one road trip snack that's going to help keep you attentive, keep you full, what's that going to be? It'd be something similar to what Sean does with the meat and cheese. So I, I'm a big, uh, or you could do, even though we talk about your kids and stinking hard-boiled eggs are easy, uh, but um, then you got to drink a lot, you know, but um, the meat and cheese is easy. It's okay for me to talk about my kids. You can't talk about my kids stinking. No, I was using it as a reference point. Um, I don't know if they stink or not, but um, it'd be something like that. All right. So your drink of choice. Oh, it's Diet Dr. Pepper all day long. I had Dr. Pepper all day long. All right. So for me, it's obvious. One thing I'm going to drink is water. Uh, if I had a second, then I actually love the orange flavored hoist because it's not too much. Um, it's not too sweet. It's got the little bit of citrus. Is fantastic. So that's my favorite for hydration, but then that does make you have to stop and pee more often. Um, all right, so I know Sean just mentioned something you can do is put a tube sock down, like in a put a lacrosse or tennis ball on a tube sock and then, you know, lean against that kind of while you're driving. And so um, staying awake, let's hit that up real quick, Sean. So, you know, we're going to say we're not getting caffeined up. So other non drug type ways of staying awake. So, I mean, get up and move. Yeah, exactly. Get up and move. And that's, and that's probably that one thing that I was saying, like I drink a lot when I drive. It's something to do. Water, coffee, tea, not beer. Right. Um, (laughs) Qualifier. Qualifier. (laughs) I drink a lot when I drive because I know I'm going to have to then stop every hour and a half to three hours potentially. Um, because that gives me that, like, I then have to get up. I need to move around. It's, if it's just, like I said, I go really quick. I run in really fast to a gas station. Like I'm literally, you see me, I swing in, I throw it in park. I don't, I, I don't turn it off. I just run in, I run out. It's gotten me like, whew, especially when it's cold out or something like that. And, and, and you go, um, I would say the other thing for me is I'm always changing kind of what I'm listening to or what I'm doing. Um, I have a set, I mean, my phone is podcasts, books, and music. I mean, that's the realistics of it. So if I'm reading a book that, you know, I've got some books that, man, they get 
they start getting deep and you start getting down a, down a rabbit hole. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm starting to, I'm feeling myself getting a little tired. I'll move to maybe a podcast that talks that's, that's really up like, like something that's talking about maybe just meathead type stuff like strength conditioning, like something like that. Maybe it's just, maybe it's a hunting podcast. Um, maybe at that point in time, I'm even still struggling. I jump into some music. Um, I'll listen to something that's a little bit more upbeat. And that's the, that's one thing that I also realize I have the ability to jump between because, you know, kids want to listen to what they're listening to and, and, and stuff like that. But you, it don't, works. you don't listen to Coco Melon? I, I don't. I don't. No? I don't. For me, because I'm the same way, I've got audiobooks, I've got podcasts, I've got music. It's not necessarily the subject, it's the voice. Yeah. And if they've got one of those voices, you'd be like, I'm going to nod. They're gone. I got to go to something else. You know, but that same thing, um, you know, it may be a different book. You may have listened to 50 times, but you know it's going to grab you. You know it, but the the voice keeps me awake. You know, because some of them are very uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Ben Stein, and you're just like, oh, here we go. Not yeah. going to work, you know. So yeah. Today, and being a diabetic, I got to pee all the time, so I'm stopping. But, you know, you get stiff and sore, and like, I got to get up. You know, I got to move. So pull over, walk around, go to the bathroom, jump back in. You're good to go. Today on the way over here, I was, you know, I'm, I've been deep into this book called um, Being Wrong. It's really, it's a phenomenal book. <laughs> Your wife give it to you. Yeah, right. No, actually, uh, a buddy of mine has a podcast and he, and he had talked about it. And it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal book. But, I mean, it's in-depth and it talks about back history of being of like just as a as a culture how places we've been wrong and things like that and i mean it gets in in depth and you know when you're leaving at five o'clock or whatever time i left this morning i was like this is too much i'm 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 this is this takes thought and i need something right now you don't want to run you don't want to run a stop sign or something because you're because you're like thinking about it. So I moved, I, I just gotten the Tim Kennedy book, the, uh, his new book. And I started listening to it and it was like, yeah, this is, this is all go. So that was, that's to me, I had no problem this morning by just listening to something like that. That was like, it's kind of a little educational, but it just, it, it's a little more upbeat. You're right. The voice, like you can turn one on and, um, there's a, there's a, Obviously, with our farming stuff, there's a farming uh, adaptive grazing type book that I, I've read, and I mean, I could only probably read about 30 minutes of a time at a time of it because the guy that's reading it is so monotone and just slow, and you you speed it up to two times, three times, and you're like, I'm still struggling with this. So yeah, and sometimes you want mindless, you know, because you're just going, you just yeah. want the noise, you know, it's like kind of having the TV on at home, you just want the noise while you're doing something, and sometimes you're like. I need to concentrate on something. Exactly. So it, it just depends. Exactly. But I mean, outside of that, I would say, I mean, there has been, you can say the caffeine stuff for staying awake. I, I drink caffeine all the time. Like I said, I don't think caffeine's the spot for me. I think it's probably more finding something that I can listen to, uh, somebody that I can talk to, too. I have a lot of conversations when I'm driving. Um, Mike Rich, who runs Justin Sports Medicine, he'll call it windshield time. And like, if you can tell when he's got windshield time, because he'll call me and he'll say, yep, I've got about eight hours of windshield time. So just give me a call when you got some time. 
Um, and I mean, that's when I probably call Bubba a lot. We're like, we're, I mean, I know he's get, driving around something like that. I have a question, something that pops up. So I'll call him when I'm usually driving. I'll call my bosses when I'm driving. I'll call my best friend from high school. That's when we get to check in. Um, just kind of talk. I'll call my mom a lot ever since, ever since my dad died, I call my mom pretty well every day anyway, but it's just another time to like, I'm driving, I have something to do or I have nothing to do. I can talk to somebody. Um, and just, I mean, I have, it's like yesterday I was driving to, um, I don't remember where I was coming from, but I was, I was driving and I called Joey Caldwell. He's one of the, he's a strength conditioning coach. Funny. We just had this like strength conditioning coach, athletic training, um, conversation, but he's a strength conditioning coach. And that's exactly what we were talking about as we were talking about a communication in between, in between our, our professions, inter interprofessional communication. And I mean, we probably had an hour conversation on this just because it was, Monday and we were, he was done with his training groups and I was, and that's for me, that was a, that was a big thing that I could do. Now you can't probably do that a ton, but you can have conversations and this, uh, this is getting really, I, I realize in depth, but I, I just finished another book that was called, um, Oh, it's about, it's about parenting. It's a parenting book. Um, and and it was the same author. I'm losing my train of thought now. It's the same. Um, is it that you tweeted about Boys Adrift? Yeah, it's the same author as okay. the Boys Adrift. Yes. So um, that was a phenomenal book. But this parenting book was a great book too. And it talks about your kids inside of your car. Um, and it got me thinking a lot about we would listen to a lot of things in the car with my dad. But my dad would also have a ton of conversations. Like he would ask you he would ask you things. He would ask you what you thought of stuff. He would ask you like what you would do if you got stuck on that hill by yourself and there wasn't anybody around. Well, I'd come down to the road and wave somebody. Well, no, no, nobody's coming. Like silly things like that. Right. And it made me think about like the conversations that you could have with somebody in a car. And I know my wife and I have some of those conversations that are, that are just like, Man, think about, you know, when we're driving through Wyoming, man, think about when it was just cowboys and Indians and you're, you're coming up over one of these hills. We, we talked about it the other day when we were out at, you guys have both been to Davis mountains. Mm -hmm. So I was out there speaking last week or two weeks ago and you come out, out over and you come into Fort Davis and you're like, man, it just looks like some Indians are going to come, some Comanches are going to come off of a hill well, and you, with and you, Texas Rangers chasing them. Yeah, and you look at that and go, okay, that's a middle that's a middle stop between El Paso and San Antonio. How freaking long did it take them? Yeah, you know, to do that because yeah. you drive out there, you know, from here to there is ten hours. You're like, yeah, that's kind of long, but you know, and then you're like, wow, all right, horseback wagons walking. You yeah, know, that's yeah, and and I I think about that stuff as conversations that I like. We don't have any kids yet, but you know, as, as a parent, probably I will have, cause I'm a history buff. I mean, we've talked about some of that. I like history. I like looking at, looking into all of those things, but the conversations that, you know, I may not be able to have the conversation with my buddy about strength conditioning cause I got my kids in the car, but I can have that conversation with them of like, look, look, these, this is the area that something happened. You right? know, the problem with the, the conversation, like with your buddy with strength and conditioning is sometimes they're phenomenal conversations. And you can't take any notes as a reminder. Yeah. You know, you're like, 
Oh, that's a great point. I'll forget it. I'll forget it. You know. Oh, we have <laughs> two that miles down the road. You got to dodge something. Like, what? I don't know what we talked about. We have that conversation all the time, and because it's frowned upon to take notes while you're driving. It, so it you know. is. It is. It is. Unless unless you're talking to my boss, Mark Powell, and and then he's like, "Hey, are you taking notes on this?" I'm like, "I'm driving too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that um, speaking of Fort Davis and Spats, both of those uh, sports medicine workshops just recently happened, and two of my favorite trips were when bubble was driving and we we're just talking and you know we're asking those would you rather questions and you know live streaming it because that's just what we do but yeah those conversations are cool and I, I don't know i mean i guess it's because i don't really travel alone and my my commute from my house to my work is literally 12 minutes on a bad day and 10 minutes on a good day right and so there's no phone call that's going to happen right there it's it's more of a hassle to get on a phone call it's like all right well i'm home i gotta sit outside in my driveway for hey, 20 I've got minutes. eight minutes so yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's so cool to, to think about that. Maybe other people do that because they have a long drive, but windshield time is such a great idea because those conversations, you just call somebody, Hey, I'm driving. Can I talk to you for 30 minutes? Well, 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 two things off of that is number one, that's how, honestly, that's how I come up with a lot of my topics for presentations is either a conversation with somebody, but also I just dealt with something or dealt with someone who had dealt with something. And you start thinking, you know, we've got a a void in that education right there. So oh, let me do some research and do a presentation. So I, I create work for myself in those times, but also it, it also has two purposes. You can call somebody and go, Hey, I'm on my way to work. So am I, how long you got? And you can do your own version of windshield time. And then every now and then you pick up on go, shut up and listen. I need to vent. <laughs> and they go, got it. But at the same time, you know, a month later, shut up and listen. I need to vent. They're doing it back to you. And those are all positive. I've you know? lit- I've literally had a conversation with Bubba after leaving a school because a, a athletic trainer had a conversation with me at a school at a rural school and I call him and I'm like hey what do you think about this because I mean that's and then that's the conversation that as I'm driving home and I'm an hour from home we'll have a 30 minute conversation I mean so the windshield time for me is big and it's it's probably the one thing that I don't mind living 30 minutes from my office um, because I then every day get to either have a windshield time conversation or I get to have um, book time for me or, or, or just podcast decompress. or decompress. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put Bubba's phone number in the show notes. And if you call him, just say, shut up and listen. Just shut <laughs> just up and shut listen. listen. He will listen. There'll be some conf- <laughs> compassion fatigue in there somewhere. I'm like, not today, but uh, yeah. Now I've got, I've got several friends that we do, you know, you just, I mean, I could do the same thing with you guys and we've kind of done that, you know, Hey, I need to vent. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you got? You know, and, yeah. and, and, but that's what it's for. Right. I mean, absolutely. So, yeah. All right. So obviously, um, my situation is different with kids, but, uh, I'll have to use what, what you talk to you, especially the lacrosse ball on the, the sock. That'll be one, probably one of the big things, the mile markers, um, you know, holding my abs or squeezing my butt cheeks or, you know, I don't know, doing a peck squeeze with the steering wheel, something, doing something um, to just get that, that movement and that work in. Also, kind of creates that blood flow, gets you thinking again, drinking water, having healthy snacks and having conversations with my wife. But also, you know, maybe since I'm probably going to be doing all the driving, having my one of my sons sit up front and my wife in the back. Um, and then just kind of alternating, having those conversations, those one on one conversations with those. So. 
I appreciate it, guys. Do you have something else? The one other thing, well, the one the thing I was going to say is it's by Leonard Sachs. It's called The Collapse of Parenting. That's the book that um, that actually talks about having conversations rather than having like game systems and, and tablets and stuff like that in the car because the back in the day, you know, you, you start thinking about like when we were kids, we didn't have that stuff. I mean, there was the there like there was a Game Boy coming out at that time, probably like it was as we were older. And I never had one. So our Game Boy was I Spy. (laughs) Like I had, I had the I Spy. Like here's a tractor. Here's a here's a cow. Like we had all that stuff. But the last, kind of the last thing that I would say is for staying healthy, right? Like you talk, like if this is a staying healthy, like while driving. One thing I would do, and again, people would look at me like I'm a, the crazy person on the side of the road, is like I would either stop and do my lunch break because we have to have a lunch break as a, as a CDL driver. But you can do that and you don't have to have a lunch break. You can have that with your kids. There's a ton of, of like picnic areas and stuff like that that you can stop at and then bring a game. Like I would bring... I would do, I would have lunch and I, I, I wouldn't typically eat lunch because I'd been eating like the whole time and maybe I'd eat a salad real quick because that's what I picked up. But I would do something active maybe in that 30 minutes. I would, I had a longboard with me and I'd go longboarding around and, and stuff and just kind of screw around. Um, when I'm fueling, I always would try to do some pull-ups on the, on the, the, the like overhead of the trailer. So the trailer kind of comes over to overhead in the, into the back of the truck and I do pull-ups there. I just sit there and I do pull-ups or I do lunges to the back of the trailer and forward while it's fueling. Cause you, it takes forever to fill diesel on a, on a regular fuel filter or on a, a regular fuel pump. So I would maybe sometimes stop at a regular fuel pump where it wouldn't fill so fast. And I do lunges the whole way down and the whole way back. I, I've got to inspect my tires anyway. So I'm down there. I'm kind of looking at my tires I'm doing that type of stuff. Um, or if I really got tired and really had something, I'd get out and I would maybe do something like that. Um, I always brought bands and things like that with me, sometimes a sandbag to do maybe workouts because, again, I'm going all summer long. Um, but I would bring something pretty simple. I mean, it's kind of like the rodeo guys that I work with a lot is they've got their gym in their trailer or in their, in their truck. So I'd have little things that I could hook up and, and just jump in the back and, you know, mess around with when I, when I stop. Um, and it was super simple, super easy things that you like, as I see, if I'm looking at like a trip and I don't want to take my stop and like, Hey, let's take a few minutes break and let's walk into Bucky's or let's walk into wherever we can plan it out and have all of our stuff. Right. I, I realize emergencies happen, but then it's getting them moving around. You stop at a rest stop and you have a game with you. You have something that you guys can play. Like what's the ball and the, the like the smash ball or whatever mm-hmm. game that you just throw on the back of your, your vehicle or in the back or in the overhead compartment or something that y'all just play together like that was something to me that was a lot of fun just screwing around in a truck stop or in a um at a at a rest stop because you know some of them are in pretty rural pretty places that you're out there it's almost like you're having a family picnic but you're just out there messing around playing a game 
you know, one of the things you brought up about putting one of your kids in the front seat with you and letting your wife go to the back, some of my fondest memories are just riding in the truck with my dad. No conversation. Just, we, we may have been coming from somewhere or going to somewhere and we've talked a bit, but we didn't have to have, there was no strained conversation, right? Hanging out mm-hmm. to, together time, you know, just <laughs> look at that. What is that? What the, you know, pull over and go look at, I mean, those things were, are some of my fondest memories. You know, a hundred percent, just a hundred percent, just riding. My one thing I know we would do a lot when we would drive is I would always da- ask my dad to tell us a story. I mean, my dad grew up, my dad was born in, in the depression. I mean, he's, he was old for comparison to what I am. And, you know, I mean, things were different then. Like he didn't have electricity in his house when, so like I realized that the world that we live in now is so different. And even the world we lived in then was so different than when I was, than than when he was a kid. But I would just be like, Hey dad, tell me a story. And it just got to be our kind of driving thing of like story about when he was a kid story about like using horse drawn paper that you had your sandwich wrapped in for the next sandwich tomorrow. And yes, something as simple as that, like how you hook up a team of horses because that was something that they did every single day Yeah, that, you know, was so, but I mean, I look at what we do every single day in our culture that we have today. And it's so much different than what it was when we were growing up, when, like we said, there wasn't Game Boys and there wasn't things like that that we could have. So um, one thing that I w- I kind of think about is what stories can you sit there and tell and, and back in my or day. Sarah tell. And <laughs> back in my day, I was uh, <laughs> had to walk uphill both ways in the snowstorm. I'll tell you that story off offline about that, what I did to my dad on that. <laughs> All right, so this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash driving healthy. Sean Reedy on social media, Sean Reedy underscore ATC on Instagram. You can connect with them there. Bubba, you don't really want to connect with them unless you just want to call them and tell them just shut up and listen. But I don't post on social media. <laughs> ATC LAT Bubba on uh, Twitter, I think. And like you said, he's a, he's a creeper and not a poster. But you can connect with him that way. You can message him and he'll get back I'm with you. I'm a follower. Okay, you're a follower, yeah. All right, and so I'm going to leave it with this. I do have a Nintendo Switch and four TVs that I bought for this trip because I do have five kids. Yeah, well, there's a difference. Yeah, yeah there is. So, so, but I also play the video games with them and that kind of thing. Yeah. So so it makes a difference. It's not just sit there and shut up. It's like, hey, let's go play this game together. You know, and then... I'm going to kick your butt. Yeah, so, you know, my, my youngest son, who is now seven, drew a picture of in his first grade class of... Uh, it's a JJ, and then it had the little scope because the game we were playing Halo, and he w- he kept killing me. You know, with, it was a first-person shooter type game, and so you know that created a story in his class where he was shooting his dad uh, on the on the video game. So it's just part of those things that we played together, and it's not you guys go shut up and do this. It's it's something we do together. Absolutely. So, all right. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com says driving healthy with my friend Sean Reedy and Bubba Wilson. And that is a wrap. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.